0: if you can actually get a $10,000 grant mm-hmm. for taking a few minutes of time and learning like what's a better use of your time right now yep. as a small business owner, as a 1099 agent, even if you're just an, an agent receiving a 1099, like a lot of you guys, you're eligible, right? You're Everybody is eligible for a different version of this stimulus. So
1: the big question is this, How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars.
0: Rockstar Nation. This is Aaron Muchastegui coming to you State of the Market 42. Got my good friend Paul Morris back here. The, you know Paul, Paul and I have been doing the State of the Market a lot the last few weeks. And yes, there's been a lot of coronavirus news. There's been a lot of how do we manage our teams. We've got some really interesting stats this week to talk about for what's going on. Paul, what is new from out in L.A.?
2: Well, you know everything is new, right this is the this is the real uh this is a real like sort of wake up in the morning and things have changed. I've been getting on uh, conference calls uh, zoom calls with a lot of my a lot of my people, a lot of our leaders and a lot of our agents and sometimes things are changing so fast I look down at my phone and wow, what we were just talking about has just changed so so it is a it, it is the definition of a very fluid fluid market uh, an example of that is Uh, Just recently, the governor of state of California has deemed uh, real estate professionals to be essential services. So uh, when I first got that message, I'm like, oh, wow, okay, things have changed. But then, you know, I get legal advice and uh, maybe not so much. So we'll get into that as, uh, as one of the examples.
0: Yeah, definitely. You're right. The news is changing every day. The stock market's changing every day. The rules are changing every day. I follow foreclosures and data and evictions a ton out in Texas. And every day, different counties, different cities, different judges are ordering different things. You know, one, the state will say one thing, a county judge will say another thing. So the, yes, one thing I know for sure about the news this week is the news will change. It'll it'll continue yes. to evolve and we will see stuff. And remind everybody how many agents are part of your 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 team, your offices out there that you're right. that you're working with.
2: Right. So I oversee uh, three California regions for Keller Williams and that's more than 8,000 realtors and and also uh, in the offices that I have ownership in it's 3,000 realtors. We did 10,000 transactions last year and almost 9 billion in closed volume. So so I see a very broad very, very broad group of agents, all the way from the very top agents to brand new agents, and and everybody has questions. So it's our job, uh, Aaron, I appreciate uh, the opportunity for the two of us to talk to to the Rockstar Nation. It's our job to do the best we can to inform our audience of what can we do, what should we be, be doing, what are best practices. That's what this is about.
0: Absolutely. We want to continue to be that resource right now for everybody out there. We're spending hours and hours every day trying to figure out what this means, what news is important, and how it's going to affect all you real estate agents out there. So let's, let's jump into it. So the, one of the first things you talk about, so Inman re-released this you know, yesterday and it says, feds say residential real estate is an essential business. And there's been a lot of different things as people have been trying to figure out. Are we allowed to still do real estate? Are we allowed to be in the shelter in place that's been required? in I'm out in Texas, you're in California. We're both under shelter in place orders what does that mean when it says uh, essential business? Now, you know, you've had it in California,
2: and, and what are people allowed to do, not allowed to do? What would you recommend? Mm-hmm. Okay, so first of all, you know, we cannot give legal advice to anybody, obviously, yes. uh, you know, right? So we're not going to give legal advice anybody can rely on, but I'll certainly give you perspective and my, my take on it. Um, you know, it is absolutely safety first, there's no question I believe that if we had locked down super hard, super early, we would have avoided a lot of this. Now we have an opportunity to lock down super hard uh, now and, and sort of shorten it. Now that being said, let me go direct to your to your question because uh, I was I, I I was on one conference call with a group of leaders and I got that news. You know, governor uh, feds, governor say uh, real estate is part of essential services. So I immediately think like, wow, does that mean business as usual? Now, what I've learned from talking to California Association of Realtors Council and also our own council is, is really a great rule of thumb is to stick with the most restrictive law that there is. You have to sort so, – so, in other words, let me put it to you this way. If the, if the, if the feds say, okay, you know, the, the speed limit is now 85, right? right? When you're driving through the state of California, the state of California says, wait a minute, it's 70. It doesn't matter that the feds say it's 85. You're now at 70 maybe you drive through a little town, very little town, like, hey, wait a minute, coming through our town, the speed limit's 25. You can't zip through at 85 and go, hey, the feds said 85. So it is the more restrictive rule that counts. And, and you know, for example, in, in LA, you know, we're dealing with the Feds that are saying it's essential services. Governor says it's essential services, but he's a little stricter. Now, city of LA mayor is very strict and and may come down with even, even tougher stuff. So, for example, we are not doing, you still have to have the social distancing by by way of the CDC, so we're not having any, any home showings, except for under very special circumstances. I'm not recommending home showings. There's a gray area, okay? Let me break down that gray area a little bit more for you, and that is this. If you're in a gray area and you're bending the rule a little bit, are they going to come out and uh, you know and handcuff you and take you away? Probably not. However, there's another concern, too, and that is if you're in a gray area and someone gets sick and there's going to be a lot more people getting sick and you have sort of tread the line, they'll never know whether it was what they did with you or what they've been doing elsewhere. And there is a possibility of liability. So it's really safety first and using, the, using smart social distancing and hand hygiene and all that sort of thing. So that's, that's one part of it. I might go one step further too. And that is to say that there are two separate parts of the real estate transaction. When, when the house goes into escrow, so in other words, you've got a signed deal and now it's escrow, that portion of it is considered to be more essential. than the the making the sale kind of process. So showing a home, you know, that's before the escrow. As soon as you get in the escrow, now they're saying, well, they require, uh, you know, these seven things to close the escrow. Those seven things are really considered much more essential. And I hope that is a framework that helps. That helps a lot. Do you think it's,
0: do you think they thought it was essential because just the financial impact? If they just said, hey, no real estate happens or it's just one, it's just, it's such a part of what we do, what everyone does, right? Like people move, people need to go, go places. So real estate's a big industry. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, you know, and it's funny because I I was on a very, I was on a very big call with our legal team and all of our managers and a bunch of agents. And, and, uh, you know, I tease them a little bit I go, Hey, is now a good time for me to ask a personal real estate sales question? I know everybody on the phone knowing me like, Oh no, Paul, please. Uh, but, but I will tell you, I asked that question anyway for a very specific reason. And the lawyer on the phone was saying, hey, you know what? If you get a listing, um, you know, maybe just put the listing on hold. And then his advice was get extra. So if you have a listing agreement for three months, he said, you know, put that listing on hold, but put in the contract that, you know, you could extend the listing agreement for as long as you were on hold with Corona. And, and that is good advice. And the reason why I interrupted was this. Real, some real estate transactions still have to happen right now, and my example is personally. I I was uh, I was looking at three re- I was looking at three real estate transactions myself. One is I sold a uh, a, a large piece of property, twenty four units in Long Beach, which closed right before this. And I'm like, wow, okay, I'm really glad that got closed. Uh, the next thing, right? The next Absolutely. thing I tell is my second house out in Palm Springs. I really wanted that off my off my books, and I had it calculated. Here's how much equity I'll have. Did da a really smart business decision? I did not get it for sale on time. So I said to my lawyer in front of the whole group, hey, listen, I still want to put it on the market. I'll give you a really concrete example. I was going to come out on the market. I think maybe I could have gotten you know, very low eights. I was going to come out on the market around 780, get some attention and, and see if I could close it at 780 or maybe low eights. Now I'm making a financial decision, and I believe you know I still want that profit taking. I still have enough profit in this thing. I still want to list the thing, so I signed the listing contract yesterday. I may come out on the market at six ninety nine and try and get a lot of attention. Be like, hey, we know that area. We're still interested. Da, da. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll go off at seven and a quarter, seven twenty five. So I'm willing to make that financial take that financial burden. I'm speaking to you and to Rockstar Nation like a client, okay? Right. So you get the client perspective. There are still some clients that want to sell. Now, the governor of the state of California and, and the Fed have said real estate's an essential service, you know, why can't Paul... Put his put his house on the market now. Am I going to do showings? I don't have to do showings. You know, I've got a virtual tour. I've got a lot of photos. And if somebody really the last person that's like, yes, I want to buy, but I got to walk through it, then I would then I would do you know full social distancing and all the things necessary to keep that property safe, to keep the agents safe, to keep the the people safe. So so that's that's a. Real concrete example of how I'm sort of wending my way through a real estate transaction.
0: I think that's a great example, though, of why it is essential. Like the first, yes. qu- like some people need to sell their house for financial reasons. They can't wait 30 or 60 days, even if they know that they're going to sell it for less right now because there's not going to be as many buyers or not going to have as many showings. Um, people need to adjust the way they do things. Right. The, we had, we had an agent reach out to us and on a showing and say, Hey, we want to go show this. Are they allowed to like, they asked for permission. They want to make sure no one else had been in there. It's going to depend on the local authority, the rules, like the, like you said, the most strict ones there, the safety first type scenario. But yeah, I have a property too. I'm going to list on the market next week. And the, and yes, I would, I wish it would have listed in January because by now it'd be sold and it's done, but I don't want to wait three to six months. So it's like understanding that. Yes, the game has changed. It is essential. Totally makes sense to me why it's out there, but agents, yeah, look at your local stuff, what the rules are, and be creative. Like the the 3D images now and including floor plans with the pictures and all, that stuff is so much more important than it used to be, especially mm-hmm. right now, because you're not going to let everybody see the house. You're going to let the people that are really serious, that show you proof of funds, that make an offer maybe ahead of time.
2: Yep. And hear me when I say this. I'm not suggesting that anybody skirt the rules. I'm not suggesting that anybody put anybody at physical harm that's the last thing we want to do i'm 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 the guy that 3 weeks ago said you know what lock the whole country down for 2 weeks and and let's see if we can head this off when that was crazy talk and now it doesn't seem like it is anymore so i'm 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 full on in favor of that and yet i want to put my property up for sale right now and and i'll just give you another perspective again not legal advice but perspective and that is if you're looking at these things and they're sort of gray right you go, okay, well, well uh, you know, are they gonna lock you up for sort of bending that rule? And the answer is no, or probably not. However, you've gotta worry about the liability factor. So if you bring somebody into a situation that's gray and then somebody gets sick, did they get sick from relatives that came in from out of town or from your place? You don't want to bring that on yourself uh, liability and also moral responsibility. I believe in the moral responsibility of taking care of uh, people that work with me or putting, putting uh, people in danger.
0: Yeah. It's like Robert Mesh, the guy we just interviewed, his yes. podcast is going to go next week. He said it, it, at first they were saying, What is defensible? Like, what could you say? Like, hey, I had a right to do it. And now they've switched to what is advisable. Like, what's a good idea right now? Is is it a good idea to do that? And everyone's going to have to make that decision. You know, the before we go into the second question, before I forget, the state of the markets right now are what everybody wants to hear. Everybody wants to be a part of. Next week, we're going to do a super special one. So the me and Paul are going to be on here, uh, Brandon Turner, the podcast host from the bigger pockets uh, podcast. a couple other people we're actually going to be recording our state of the market live on Facebook Live and YouTube through all of our different versions it'll be our live podcast that comes back. but if you guys want to get on there, so listeners, anybody out there, join us on the Facebook live, ask us questions. We want to start answering some of those questions live about some of the notes that are out there. And we want to hear from you guys too. If you're from different states and different things, we want to know what people are doing. It's going to be a really interactive state of the market next week. So go find us, uh, you know, Real Estate Rockstars with Pat Hyben on Facebook, you know, join, follow that page. You'll see some of the links to be able to join that. It's going to be a great state of the market next week. I I didn't want to forget that before we got to the end, but the... Next little piece of news. So this was another article from Inman yesterday. And so it's, it's kind of, it's, it's half opinion, maybe half facts. Says second stimulus package could roll back property tax deduction. So in the article, I don't know if you saw this. It says, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is reportedly mulling a rollback of the state and local tax deduction that was in, that was implemented back in like 2017. So back when you know uh, Trump first did the overhaul of the tax system, he you know increased and decreased a lot of different tax rates. But one thing they did is they capped the amount of deduction someone could have for property taxes. And I think it was capped at like $10,000 a year. So the you know you're in California, you're in LA, the someone's property tax bill could be thirty, forty thousand dollars a year yes. or, or more, right? But that's like a yeah. you know, normal number where they could only deduct ten thousand. Do you think that is going to get rolled back? And would that be huge for real estate right now? Do you think it would be a rush of people buying and selling?
2: Well, I think that they're looking at any factor that's going to make the purchase of real estate uh, uh, more attractive. One of the things that you've said and that we've talked about a lot is this particular crisis is built on a very different Set of circumstances. So in 2008, not only did we have a weak economy, but it was real estate that pushed us into that that trouble zone. And so, therefore, I know everyone was hit hard. It was called the Great Recession, okay? And everyone was hit hard, but people in real estate were hit disproportionately harder this time. I see the opposite happening. So that the first thing that happened was you know bad news. The the stock markets tanked, okay? And 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 uh, real estate hasn't yet. Do I think there's going to be a decline in pricing? Yes, I do. But I also believe that real estate can emerge from this as a safe haven. So any little thing that makes real estate a little bit more more attractive, obviously interest rates historically low. That's going to be, uh, that's going to be a big deal. There, there was a lot of demand when we came into this, very different than when real estate slid and the demand was falling off already. So big difference now than then and I believe that we can really look for some positive things when we come out of this. Yeah, you know the when the news first started hitting a week or a
0: week or two ago and they kind of closed down Vegas, right? They closed down all the hotels in Vegas, laid off everybody from the hotels. I thought man, this is going to have a a huge long-term impact. I was yep. picturing 2007 2008 foreclosures everywhere people not coming back and then you start to see a lot of the stimulus that's getting pushed and starting to realize like you know one of the things that that trump said is if you had a great business in january we're going to make sure you have a great business in may right they're going to have that stimulus to try to make this a blip instead and and i'm starting to see some of that stimulus is going like okay it's it's that great point that 2008 2009 we had a lot of things that weren't going good well two months ago everything was going great, you know, everything was booming, everything was there, if there's a way to, you know, if the if the government and, and all that, that intervention is able to kind of make this a blip, that'll be just a huge, huge accomplishment and something we think about forever. You know, did you see, have you seen the unemployment chart? You know, kind of like the, it was for years, you know, as you, as you look at it, it was like, okay, on a week-by-week basis, like sometime, you know, maybe it was like the most was like 600,000 in a week or something like right. that. Yeah. And Then it's a straight up last week for like, Millions. Yeah. You know, millions of people applying for unemployment. Does that scare you or do you think it's a temporary thing?
2: <laughs> Both. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, to say that it doesn't scare me would be, uh, you know, would be pure uh, folly. Uh, I, I, I'm not sticking my head in the sand. We're talking about unemployment rates that will rival or exceed the Great Depression. And that's scary. And on the other hand, it was a great economic crisis that led us into that. And now uh, now it's this, it's this sort of outside thing that came in and caused this, you know, black swan massive disruption. And, and when we get to the other side of it, like for example, you know, they always come up with a vaccine for, uh, for the flu. They will no doubt come up with a vaccine for this. There's no doubt that everybody is working on it. How long will it take? Uh, whenever we have a vaccine for this and people feel really, really safe, I think not only is there gonna be a, surge back it's going to be a a you know like our last guest said a euphoria i wouldn't have said that but i can tell you with all the people trapped in their houses and if you suddenly said hey yeah go get your vaccine and you know you can run around and do whatever the parks will be filled people will be working i think i think it's this is this is very unique there's there's not an economics book or a history book that's got a chapter on this and we'll be we'll be writing that chapter
0: yeah like everybody wants their old life back Right? Yeah. like the, I, we, we came home with fruit the other day, and my kids are like, Dad, you got us raspberries. Thank you. Like, and I'm like, it should be like that every day. Like, We live in yeah. this amazing world, this amazing life, and I tell you what, yes, when we get to come out of this blip, there's going to be the euphoria of like, I can go for a walk with my friends. I can drive where I want. I can do the things that we've taken for granted forever, we're starting to appreciate, and if we can come out of that with most of our jobs and most of our financial resources, that's going to help. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron and Muchisteggy. And as you know, when you've been hearing these episodes, so many of our guests give us lots of free gifts and share the tools they've been using to become successful. We've got free real estate tools, scripts, ebooks, marketing materials, and more. We keep track of everything in our vault and it's updated with new items each and every week. If you want access to that stuff, it's totally free for being a listener. All you have to do is go to agent success Agent Success and get your free gifts now. You look at those charts, I was looking at the one on Business Insider, and it had said 3.28 million Americans filed for unemployment, might be more this week, but then there's all of that government intervention that's just started. They're, they're going to give away two, tr- you know, I don't know how many trillion, how many stuff, but it's based on rehire. So anybody that, that went on unemployment two weeks ago, it says, if you want this government bond, gift, loan, however they're going to call it, if you want this grant, you need to rehire everybody. And for the next two months, we're going to pay everybody's salaries because within two months we think everything's going to go back to normal. So the that is, I think, of course, people are going to rehigh. I think that unemployment sheet's going to go way down because of that government intervention. And so it'll be really, it'll be so interesting to look at that chart in two months, right? It okay. goes da da boom, back down.
2: And I think if we had a you know nonpartisan economist on the show, uh, they would tell you that that $2 trillion is a lot of money. It is not going to be enough to, uh, to really cure what this is. But the thing that's more powerful than the economic forces is confidence, consumer confidence. And when you see like that much money and the government mobilizing and people getting together, it builds that confidence.
0: Yeah. You know, the uh, new piece of news that I thought was definitely newsworthy is, you know, Airbnb. You know, Airbnb has obviously taken a huge hit with this. I mean, every hotel out there, every travel industry, every airline, man, it is—it's been—it's been huge. It's been crazy. Like Hawaiian Airlines sent out of things that we're no longer flying to Hawaii, right? They're no longer flying from Hawaii to the mainland. If you got on the plane last week, they were giving people cards that saying, "Hey, this is our last flight. So if you want to come back to the mainland, don't fly to Hawaii today." And people are like, "Whoa!" And then all the hotels out there. So travel industry obviously taking a huge hit. Airbnb hosts are taking a huge hit. And a couple of weeks ago, Airbnb made the decision and they said, they're going to let people cancel without penalty. Right, and they let everybody cancel without penalty. Well, that costs a lot of hosts a lot of money, and not all Airbnb hosts are really wealthy people. Some of them, it's their, it's their house. Some of them, it's a second home. You know, it's and so losing those, I I lost some big reservations for March, Mm -hmm. and the, you know, and it was, and it was a hit, and it was a stressful hit, and I think it is for a lot of people because not everybody doing Airbnb is an investor that was ready for the hit. So they got a ton of backlash. Airbnb got a ton of backlash from their users that said. Hey this wasn't fair. It wasn't fair that you came to that without us like we're the only ones being penalized here. And I got a video today from the CEO of Airbnb and it was like recorded in his house. It was not professional. It was not pitched. He goes on and speaks for like 15 minutes and he talks about how when he, you know, started the company, he, you know, opened it in his house. He, he was the first host right? And they, they used to meet up with all the hosts like on a weekly basis and talk about what it was like. And, you know, he said that as it's grown, he hasn't had that connection with the hosts anymore. So maybe he made a wrong decision. And so the, so now Airbnb has reached out and said they're going to give away like 250 million bucks back. You know, they're going to pay a portion of what those cancellation fees were and they're not getting bailed out. It was a big reach out there. Have you heard much about that? And what do you think about them, them kind of backtracking and saying, Hey, let's be partners with you
2: again. Well, you know, this is a common thing for for industry uh, because you know they're they're looking. You know, they know that this network that they've built a lot of goodwill with uh, over a long period of time has value. And what they're doing is they're saying, "Hey, we really want to have an outreach to the public and and not uh, leave a bad taste in the public's mouth." On the other hand, all these homeowners, this is our network. And we don't want to kill our network with one move. So they're, they I, I imagine, you know, I don't know how how heartfelt it is, or whether it's heartfelt and good business. But they're looking somewhere on their balance sheet and going, like, huh. So it's going to cost us two hundred fifty million dollars to do this. That's a big hit. But what we're going to do is preserve a large amount of loyalty to our brand once we get out of this. So that's a vote, as I see it, that people that 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 big corporate giants are saying we think there's we think there's something right on the end of this uh right on the end of this curve yeah
0: you know and it, for it's the same thing that we're telling the agents out there too communication is key yes right like the news is changing every week they made a they made what they thought was a great plan they had to a couple weeks ago it felt like they felt like they had to felt like legally they had the liability to and then all of a sudden the, everything's changing. And so it's that, that key to communication where we're saying, hey, if you're an, if you're a listing agent or a buyer's agent, reach out, see if there's showings or not, see what you should do. If you need to postpone, whatever. And they came back out and they re-communicated and said, hey, we did this. We didn't ask you about it because we were panicking, doing the best we could we're sorry. We're going to try to do it like this instead to make up for it. And I, and I, for for me, it was, it felt, it felt heartfelt. It was a good move. It was a really, really good branding move. I thought it was definitely newsworthy to be able to put on here because Airbnb is a big part of the real estate market and the news out there.
2: And it really shows where, uh, where their heads are. You know, they're, 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 if they thought this thing was going to be the end of them, they would conserve that cash Uh, But they're, they're, they're looking to make sure they're, they're keeping their, 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 one of their biggest resources, which is the people that list their homes on their platform, uh, happy and connected to them.
0: Smart. That yeah, that that outreach, you know, the there's been so much, you know, every state is so different right now too, but we've been seeing these bans on evictions, you know, uh, where some states are saying no evictions at all, some they are saying no foreclosures at all, um, and then they're trying to figure out which ones, like a governor will say, hey, there's going to be no foreclosures, and the lenders will say, well, they can't really do that, or it's no foreclosures unless it's a vacant abandoned house, and all the vacant abandoned houses are still getting foreclosed on because those people... It's like, you have to ask for help. If, if you ask for it, you'll get it, but you have to ask all these different things. Y- do you think that there's a, in general, we can give you, everybody just needs to look at their state. I mean, it's changing every day too. What's happening out in California? Have you seen what's out there? Well,
2: well one of the things that's happening is we're, we're, we're really, uh, we're really viewing, you know, the fed saying it's an essential service. Uh, the state is saying uh, essential service. And then, and then we're still having to uh, really work within some tougher guidelines. States a little tougher, and for example, city of LA much tougher. So we're uh, we're considered an essential business, which means we can transact, and at the same time, we have to make sure that we're keeping everybody safe. So it's it's uh, it's a balancing act for sure.
0: Yeah, to- totally, totally a balancing act. As we see what's out there, and as it changes, it's again, it's the a lot of it's the the best of intentions. Everybody's doing the best they can right now. It's like. The, you know, one of the reasons that they have the argument of, you know, stopping any evictions is right now is a horrible time to be evicting somebody when they're not sure where their income's coming from, especially right. if this might be a blip. I think the biggest intention of it is saying, hey, somebody might not have income today, but because of the stimulus, they're going to have their full pay again in a month. Let's not do something drastic. And so like them putting it on hold for a couple of months, the, you know, it's, I think that why they're doing it so generically is like, look, in a couple of months, the stimulus kicks in and, you know, people have a chance to catch up. It's a lot harder to catch up afterward. When I think about the foreclosure moratoriums of 2008, 2009, after a few months of not paying rent or not paying their mortgage, it's tough to get people to pay three months worth and catch yeah. back up.
2: Oh, yeah. And, and and I think what they're trying to do is create a pause button. And that's what I mean. In 2008, really, the real estate The real estate professionals, real estate industry was hit disproportionately hard. So I always look at as an example, my nephew's a dentist, you know, I'm invested with him on on some stuff and, and, and every vendor, you know, his office is totally closed. Now he has, he has, uh, he has a big rent, he has lots of employees and he's got no patients. So, you know, how much does even a good businessman have uh in the way of reserves to float this out so i think what i think what the politicians are doing and what uh industries are doing is they're saying hey this is a finite amount of time we need to get through this and in the meantime we're going to hit the pause button so that's why in this case it makes some sense when you don't have this massive underlying problem to to uh to say we're not going to do foreclosures because because uh, nowadays, um, it's not just one tenant that's having a problem; all the tenants are having a problem.
0: Yeah, the all the tenants, and it's yeah, it's it's going to be happening across the board, especially in like apartments where tenants get to start talking to each other, or you know, oh, yeah. neighborhoods where there's there's a lot of people with the same landlord next to each other. They start to um, they say, "Hey, what are you going to do? Well, what are you going to do? like?" Nobody wants to be the one person not pay rent. Nobody wants to be the one person not pay their mortgage. But now they like, get everyone gets this social proof and says like hey, I, I won't if you won't. They're like, okay, like let's, because it's, right. it's tough to know what's going to happen or what's not. You know, I think the, maybe the biggest news of the week that is the SBA loan kind of government stimulus that's happening, right? And this is the thing out there. that I think all real estate agents need to start learning about, reading about, see what's out there. There's a lot of different examples. So I think last week they were talking about, hey, every person, every individual that paid taxes last year the, you know, they're going to give a certain amount to every family, right? Every, every person, uh, every married couple, don't every, you know, based on kids in the household and like average families maybe getting anywhere between $2,000 and 4000 depending on how big their family is. And then the other thing they're trying to do is the, you know, there's a couple different SBA loans. And one is uh, an environmental disaster loan that just says, hey, has your business been harmed, uh, to this, you know, buy this. And if so, you can apply for this loan and it's going to be paid over uh, many years at a good low interest rate. And there's a way to apply for that on the SBA. Mm -hmm. And then there's one that says, Hey, here's one based on payroll and the, and there's a lot of different versions in there. Again, no legal advice, but start digging in because it's saying, Hey, if you had however many employees you had last year, we're going to take that monthly average. The grant can be two and a half times that. Amount And as long as you spend it the, new, the next couple of months and you rehire anybody that got laid off. So when I talk about that unemployment thing going back up, that's that part of that stimulus. And then I saw a new one a couple of days ago that just said, hey, any company can apply for this 10,000 bucks for the loss of rents on something else or loss of yeah. any. It was kind of like there's these big loans with some, you know, there's these other ones with big applications and there's the one that's a two page, like anybody can apply for this. And at the end, it even says like, give us your bank account so we can wire you the money uh, if you're, if you get approved. So the, you know, what do you think, where do you think someone should do, you know, right now? Should they be calling their CPA? Should they be calling their bank? Where can they, because some of the applications have started already. Some of them say they start this Friday. I don't know the difference with all of them. Where are you going for your resource on that?
2: Well, I'll tell you, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, so I wouldn't say I'm the best at it. I'm certainly not the worst and I find it to be confusing. I am talking to my accountant about it. There are resources out there. Uh, some of the loans are overlapping so that, uh, so that I'm, appro- I'm, I'm, applying for more than one. There's a sort of $10,000 emergency relief one. That's not inconsistent with the longer one and they'll roll the 10,000 into the longer one if you're granted the longer one. So, uh, so yeah, the, the, the right now is the time to get online and, and do your best with it. Uh, definitely if you have a good accountant talk to your accountant for sure, but, uh, be active, be active for sure.
0: Yeah. Be active. Like there's, it's one of those things where when you think about, like if you can actually get a $10,000 grant mm-hmm. for taking a few minutes of time and learning like what's a better use of your time right now yeah. as a small business owner, as a 1099 agent, even if you're just an, an agent receiving a 1099 like a lot of you guys, you're eligible, right? You're, it, everybody yeah. is eligible for a different version of this stimulus and, the, um, and I think that's really the news of the week that is going to be the big opportunity the big uh, effort by the government and by people out there to offset this to try to make what's happening right now a blip instead of a 6 9 12 month correction the jury's still out but i tell you what as i get to see more of these programs that are going to be putting people back to work even for us we you know we had some layoffs that happened and we see this go okay if this works out we we get to bring the people back to work right now no big deal, and the uh, it's I think it's really great news. I mean, I think there's there's political arguments against two trillion getting dumped into it, just like you said. Pros yeah. and cons of anything. Eventually, it has to get paid for. Yes. Man, it sure looks like news to me. I think that's great advice. So talk to an accountant. Talk to talk to your banker. You know, mm-hmm. even if it's just hey, I've got a business checking account over here. Ask them if they've heard about those different loans. But it looks like there's varying levels of those.
2: And, and Aaron, if I could, you know, I know we're, we're, we're doing a really compressed one today, which is good. A lot of information in a short amount of time. And I, I would be remiss uh, in giving this message. Uh, and it's a broken record. You know, I, every time I get on the podcast for now into the future, I'll probably give the same advice. I'm giving the same advice to my network of realtors. You know, I have 3000 realtors working in the offices that I own and 7,000 in the regions that, that I, that I look after. And my message is, is now is the time, um, and that is, you know, spend hours per day on outreach, because here here's, the, here's what happens to me. I look at my phone, and my incoming messages are like, hey, Paul, how's it going? How are you doing? Or whatever. That's coming from only from my family and my closest business associates, okay? And everybody else is silent, which I understand, because it's crazy out there. This is what yeah. you should be doing, talking to your family, you know, Closest people. However, I am going into my sphere. And this is, I want to give actionable advice, okay, to the rock star nation of, hey, what can we be doing right now? And I believe that there's quite a possibility of coming out the other side stronger than you are right now. And the way to do that is be a leader in your community, okay? Everybody else is freaked out. Um, You know, I was on a call this morning with Gary Keller, and Gary's like, hey, You know, I've got a special concierge doctor, a special doctor system. My doctor hasn't texted me, say, how are you doing? My, you know, I get my haircut at the same place for eons. My hairdresser hasn't said, how are you doing, right? And I'm like, wow, me too, you know, right? I've been saying this for a while. Incoming, not there, okay? If you're the one hairdresser, you're the one realtor, right? And, you're, and you and you go out to your sphere. And I have a particular way of doing it that I'll suggest. You do it however makes sense for you. And what I do is I send the first message out. I say, hey, Aaron, how are you doing? It's a slightly personalized message. How are you doing? Hope your family's well. Hope your daughter's doing great. You know, stay safe. And, you know, and then I sort of have a, 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 a you know, let me know if there's anything I can do. And then a, a little message of hope, this too shall pass, right? And yeah. I just say, okay and invariably I'm getting more than 90% return on that of people coming back and a lot of times what I get is like wow Paul I was just thinking about you and that's not BS because I'm thinking about a lot of people before I was doing this without sending the message okay but I'm the one that is sending the message now they go wow hey I was just thinking about you or so nice of you to do this we're good right now we'll let you know and then after that I have a cut and paste message which is sort of the news of the day OK, which I then say, oh, I wait. I, I'm not I'm not hitting them with, hey, Aaron, how are you? Here's a resource and clicking on. It's too business right? It's a first message. Reach out. And then if you reach back out to me, which almost always happens, then I send you resources. And then it feels very uh, like a ve- very real contact. I, yes, I believe that on a business front, this will carry us forward. This will make us leaders in the community. And I'm also really genuinely I do care. So it's not hard for me to do, and and resources could be anything from, you know, I interviewed a top uh, top realtor uh, the other day on our regional call, and he was saying, hey, you know, one of the things I do is I get in my car. The car the car is uh, it's it's sequestered. You're safe. It's isolation, right? You're not putting anybody else at risk. You're not putting yourself at risk. But he's driving around and seeing what's going on in his community. You give a little update. Hey, look, here's what's going on outside. Um, You know, line at Whole Foods on on Montana's down the street, line at Whole Foods Wilshire, don't know why, it's empty. Uh, You know, just whatever tidbits, that's an example. You know, uh, I found a great article from a doctor on the front lines in New York City. That's what I was sending out the last couple of days. So those sorts of things, I call them an eye care message, but that's a great actionable thing, and I recommend all realtors do it. It will set you apart, and I'd love to see Rockstar Nation uh, come out of this by virtue of the help that we give you, hopefully uh, really come out of this stronger than ever
0: before. Absolutely. It is so important to end with that. Paul, since the time you told me that two weeks ago, yeah. I have been doing that like crazy. I've been texting people like crazy and outreach because everyone is afraid to reach out. Everyone's, af- everyone's afraid because they're like, should we even say anything right now? And no, reaching out, people need connection. People need people. You know. And the other thing we've talked about too is just offering value. We've seen agents out there that are grocery shopping for people. We've seen, just like you said, local actionable data is, hey, I drove around today and these grocery stores had line and these ones didn't. Hey, I went into this grocery store today and they had tons of fruits and vegetables. Like, go check it out. Or do you want me to grab you some while I'm here? There is, this is just a time for real connection again, not to slow down. I mean, I think to, to, to really to close it out on your point, a week and a half ago, you know, I, I go, wow, this is bad. And I start looking at all my finances like everybody does. And I start looking at all my expenses like everybody does. And I say, I, all right, I need to make sure I cut this. I cut this. We're tight on this to make sure we can sustain for like the next six to nine months of this crazy crash I'm expecting. And then after like three days of depression, I woke up on like Wednesday and I said, okay. All right. I'm, I'm ready for the worst, but how about I get into action? How about I don't worry about the worst today? And I say, what am I going to do to make a change? We started reaching out to all of our customers. We started reaching out to our subscribers of some of our, our real estate data products. We did a, a webinar We had hundreds of people sign up and stay on for two hours. More action than we've ever had with people dying to hear from us and dying to hear our advice. So, the, so yes, get your house in order. And then yeah. get into action. Come out of this flying. Texture people, reach out to your people. The rockstar nation. We know you guys can can do it. The be sure to check in next week for the, the interactive state of the market. We do want to hear from you. We want to see you guys live on there. Paul, anything we should else we should close with?
2: You know, I was just gonna say, I'm, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Paul Mark. It's M A R K Morris. And uh, you know, send me an eye care message so you can be on my radar, and I'll send you one back. And and let me know what's going on out in the field. I'm 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 super interested in interacting with this uh, with this community. Uh, same thing. I'm same handle on Facebook, and we're we're putting out a lot of good information. We want to emerge as the leaders in this in this time. This gives us the opportunity. Uh, it, it's it's a little saying is that that you know it is the darkness right that makes the light more relevant. So I think Aaron and I, you know, we've been we've been. We've been banding around with the light, you know, we we've been working on being the light for a long time, but it's really when things are dark that the light becomes more relevant, more useful, and my advice to everybody out there is be the light in your community, and it will really it's really an opportunity.
0: Yeah, be the light. We say fear is contagious, leadership is contagious, that light yes. is contagious. Go after that way. But we mean it. Reach out to us on social media, send yeah. us messages, jump on the live with us next week. We want to hear from you guys and see if we can help. I think that's it. Okay. Thank Thanks
1: you, everybody. We'll stay see you next safe. week. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger, just yes, the one finger that points at people, And hit subscribe yes subscribe the more subscribers we get the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki Barbara Corcoran all the players that are on the million dollar listing in the different cities all that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get so please subscribe and listen there's a lot of places you can leave comments There's a lot of places you can like we're on Facebook We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that, too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you.